the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Good evening to you. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue a theme that we started on Monday, and that theme is threefold. It's about Purim, the providence of God, and going through the book of Esther. To recall what we spoke about in chapters 1 and 2, we remember that the king of Persia invited his queen Vashti to come to his banquet to display her beauty, but she refused, and that his counselors advised him to write an edict that Vashti should no longer be allowed in the presence of the king, and the king should give her royal position to another woman. In chapter 2, their counsel was this, Let beautiful young virgins be sought for the king, and the young lady who pleases the king will be queen in place of Vashti. Now it's important to know what it says in verses 5 and 7. Verse 5 in chapter 2 says, Now there was a Jew in Susa, the capital, whose name was Mordecai. And in verse 7 we read these words, And he was bringing up Hadassah, that is Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father or mother. Now the young lady was very beautiful. So she was chosen as one of the people, one of the women to come and see if the king favored which woman. Esther found favor with the king and he made her queen and made her to take the place of Queen Vashti. At the end of chapter 2, we saw this note, that Mordecai overheard two of the king's officials plotting to kill the king, and he reported it to Esther. And she told the king, and these two men were hanged on the gallows, and it was written in the book of Chronicles. So let's pick up the story in chapter 3, because we're well aware of the providence of God working behind the scenes. Chapter 3 
reveals Haman's plot against the Jews in Persia. Haman had a lot of authority from the king, and people bowed down and paid homage to him. However, Mordecai, the Jewish man, refused to do that, and Haman was filled with rage. Not only was he angry with Mordecai, but he wanted to kill all the Jews in Persia. And an edict was passed, and lots were chosen. Lots is the word pur in in Hebrew, and that's how we get the name Purim, and we'll pick that up later. The lots were cast, and and it fell on the 12th month. So in the 12th month, all the Jews would be killed. And the approval of this came from the king. And verse 8, as an aside, it's just important to know this. Then Haman said to King Ahasuerus, There is a certain people scattered and dispersed among the peoples in all the provinces of your kingdom. Their laws are different from those of all other people, and they do not observe the king's laws. So it is not in the king's interest to have them in the country. Persia is modern-day Iran. So we now have a Jewish queen. Mordecai overhears the plot. This Jewish queen tells the king about it. And the men were hanged, and it was written in the Chronicles. And Haman, who is introduced, is now plotting to kill all the Jews in Susa. And in verse 4, we see that Esther learns of Haman's plot. And Mordecai was in distress when he knew about it, and he tore his clothing and put on sackcloth and ashes. Esther's maidens and eunuchs told her, and she sent her servant to go to Mordecai to learn what was going on. Mordecai spoke to him, and he gave him a copy of the edict to take to Esther authorizing the death of the Jews in the twelfth month. He told the servant to tell Esther to go to the king and plead with him for her people. Esther replied, and her message was, we find in chapter 4, verses 10 and 11. Then Esther spoke to Hatlak and ordered him to reply to Mordecai, All the king's servants and the peoples of the king's provinces know that for any man or woman who comes to the king, to the inner court, who is not summoned, he has but one law that he put to death unless the king holds out to him the golden scepter so that he may live. And I have not been summoned to come to the king for these 30 days. So there was a real predicament. And Mordecai had told her, you've got to go plead for our people. Mordecai, um, Mordecai's re- response to uh, to Esther was in verses 13 and 14. Then Mordecai told them to reply to Esther, Do not imagine that you in the king's palace can escape any more than all the Jews. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will come from the Jews from another place, and you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not attained royalty for such a time as this. And why it's important for us today is because in our lives, 
with the condition of the world and America, we are living and breathing for such a time as this. And when we see and know of a wrong, if we do not share it with our King, Yeshua, the Holy One of Israel, and cry out to him and pray, and then do what he asks us to do, we too can perish, and God can find another way through another one to do his bidding. So we understand the predicament that Esther is in, but we see what her reply was. Um, And he related, then Mordecai told them to reply to Esther. Okay, then Esther's reply, I should say, is this. Then in verse 15, then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai. Go assemble all the Jews who are found in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my maidens also will fast in the same way. And thus I will go on to the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. And we see here for our lives today that fasting and prayer was instituted by a Jewish woman, a young woman, when her life was in danger because she was being bidded to do something that was against the law. And so I just encourage our listeners, you, Shelley, and even my own heart and self, that fasting and prayer is essential with tearing down the strongholds really? of the enemy. That's good, Junie. Okay, so that so we see that Esther was willing to risk her life. All right, let's go to chapter 5. Esther planned, in chapter 5, Esther plans a banquet for the king and Haman. I'd like to read the first two verses in chapter 5. Now it came about on the third day that Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace in front, in front, and the king was sitting on his royal throne opposite the entrance. And it happened when the king saw Esther, the queen, standing in the court, he, she obtained favor in his sight, and the king extended to Esther the golden scepter which was in his hand. So Esther came near and touched the top of the scepter. This is amazing because she went against the law, but he saw her and he welcomed her in. And so obviously her life was spared and the king wanted to know what, her, what was troubling her and what was her petition. And we find that in verses 7 and 8. Verses 7 and 8 in chapter 5. So Esther answered and said, My petition and my request is, I have, if I have found favor in the sight of the king, and if it pleases the king to grant my petition and do what I request, may the king and Haman come to the banquet which I shall prepare for them, and tomorrow I will do as the king says. So we see what's going on. Everything is being set in, but we also have to know that so often in, in Esther's life, in Mordecai's life, And in our life today, the Lord is working behind the scenes. It's really a place of comfort. So 
The rest of chapter 5 reveals Haman's pride that he alone got invited to join the king and queen at a banquet. And we listen to these uh, uh, words of the Lord in Proverbs sixteen eighteen: Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before stumbling. Proverbs twenty nine twenty three: A man's pride will bring him low. Proverbs eleven two: When pride comes, then comes dishonor. So, we what does the Lord require of us? In Micah six eight, we read these words: But to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly before our God. So we see the scene is being set. But something still bothered Haman despite the invitation to the banquet. And what bothered him was the fact that uh, Mordecai would not bow down to him or acknowledge the authority that he had. And again, remember, the words God or the word Lord does not appear in the book of Esther. And yet the main person, the main character throughout this story is God himself. So let's pray, and I pray that you would read the book of Esther because it's a powerful book. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the providence of God as we see in the book of Esther. Thank you for Esther being a woman of God, and thank you that Mordecai did not settle for something, but he was consistent in his beliefs, and he would not bow down to Haman. And I thank you, Lord, that today when darkness and evil are surrounding us, that we can turn to you, Lord. We can fast and pray and cry out to you, Lord, and stand in righteousness and be your witnesses in the earth. Help us, Lord, Lord, to remember you, my God, as Esther remembered you and you honored her by Ahasuerus putting down the golden scepter. In Yeshua's holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelly and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website. ShellyandJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyandJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.